Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at dcavirtual.com. Hello and welcome to our podcast today. I have Billy Amberg with me. He is a private equity and credit investor and one of the youngest professionals to attain the rank of managing director at a top 50 investment bank in the U.S., Corporate Finance Associates Worldwide. Welcome, Billy. Hey, Denise, how are you doing? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for asking and thank you for your time here today. Um, can you let, let our listeners know a little bit about you and you know how you got into the world of finance at such a young age? Well, uh, just a little bit about me. I, uh, yeah, played big basketball player. Been playing upright bass for 18 years professionally. I uh, started out in investment banking uh, up in New York. Did some internships and decided that's what I wanted to do for a career. Quickly figured out that you know that that's a tough life. Um, someone tapped me on the shoulder and really convinced me that relationship building is is a really critical skill and that that's probably where I needed to focus. So in a roundabout way, I ended up uh, at the same firm, Morgan Stanley, in uh, private wealth management. And once I did that for about four years, I kind of felt the tug of uh, private capital markets again. And so I asked some of the clients politely uh, if they would seed me in a private equity fund capacity and they obliged and did so to the tune of a hundred million dollars wow you know for about one and a half years we focused on finding businesses that could really run uh themselves uh, without having to put a new ceo or or anything in place so you know in that time frame it was everything from oil and gas companies to uh technology to healthcare and of course real estate like like any good investor should invest in and then once we deployed the capital i found myself needing another uh not necessarily hobby but uh, another way to keep the lights on and so i reactivated my licenses and joined corporate finance associates worldwide as a managing director, which uh, I wasn't expecting, but that's what they gave me and I took it. So here we are. Well, congratulations. That sounds like a very exciting career path and it seems like it happened, you know, fairly rapidly. So that's awesome. It's been a, it's been a wild ride. So <laughs> we'll keep it going. I hope a fun ride. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. So, you know, in, in the world of finance, I know you keep track of, of things and it's, you know, a little bit of a crazy world out there right now with the COVID-19 pandemic going on and, you know, businesses are, you know, nervous about what's happening. So tell me, what, what do you see in terms of, of the market um, in re relative to small, medium-sized businesses? Well, there's, there's definitely a lot of confusion out there, uh, especially, you know, first around, you know, when is this all going to end? Uh, the coronavirus is is certainly bringing us to our knees if it hasn't already and i i just i really hope that that people take the social distancing stuff seriously um 
and we can really get there. Uh, you know, there's confusion around this SBA program and whether banks are going to do it. You know, who do I turn to? You know, and not to mention, you know, the most important aspect is, you know, businesses can't even operate. You know, if you if you have a corporate event catering business, I mean, you're you're out of luck. And uh, I'm sure if anyone who's listening in that space would have used more choice words than that. But it's just there's chaos out there. Um, thankfully, it, it's not chaos out in the streets. It's actually fairly serene when when I walk out on you know my back porch and and, and go for bike rides now. But certainly chaos in a lot of people's minds. Um, but there's opportunity in that chaos, and you know I, I I'd like to think I can help people capture some of that. So. We'll and that's a good segue. So let's talk a little bit about the opportunity. As you and I were pre-discussing, we discussed a little bit about how, you know, some businesses are really thriving while others are, you know, either shut down or just completely struggling. How do they go on the offensive right now? Well, if you find yourself in a strong position as a business, I see a couple ways uh, that you uh, that you really take advantage. So SBA funding is going to be critical even if, you know, even if your business is actually thriving right now, why wouldn't you, you know, get part of your payroll uh, funded by the government? Uh, it, it's said to be forgivable. And, you know, I believe it. We will see uh, what the accountants and the tax attorneys have to say about all this when it actually comes down to it, uh, when people are filing their taxes. But you, even if you can't get it forgiven, it's at a very, very low interest rate. Um, so it, it's certainly going to be a lower cost of capital than most businesses can get. So you gotta you gotta pursue those options. You gotta look at your position of relative strength and consider getting rid of lower profit revenue streams. So that could be just the simple calculation of well, this client costs us more per amount of gross revenue. Or it can just be, you know, our, our people work too hard on this client that just don't appreciate us or this customer just doesn't appreciate us. Um, taking a cutthroat look at things for those, you know, kind of the latter of those, you know, the very difficult customers or clients, you may actually want your competitors to have them right now. So, you know, just think about that. In, and you got to be pursuing new and alternative revenue streams. It's, it's rare that we come upon a time that we know what people are thinking. So if there's a way for your business to really capture, capture that and maybe, you know, try out some different things that, that may not have worked previously, you know, certainly go for it. I would also say that money is scarce right now. But again, you have to look at it from a relative perspective. It's, it may be money that your competitors don't have even if it has, it is at a relatively undesirable rate. It may be money that your competitors don't have. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that one of my Goldman Sachs 10,000 small business alumni had talked to me about was, you know, purchasing a competing, competing business um, because, you know, they're kind of swirling down the toilet, so to speak, during this time. And they were probably headed in that direction prior to this. But now she's, you know, I'm still watching them and holding out because I think the position will be more favorable for me the longer this goes on. So I know you had talked about some additional things that 
people could do relative to supply chain. Can you give us some ideas of those? Yeah, so a, a business really is a, a combination of, of how you get the end product or service to the customer. And unless you do it all yourself, which there are plenty that do, look at you know where you are in the supply chain and in the delivery mechanism to the customer you know who in that chain is strong and weak is there a way for all of you to either band together to survive and create something bigger or might there be a way for let's say for you to buy that supplier to help them keep the lights on you make this investment now and when all of this comes back, you're in an even stronger position than you are now. So look to you know, potentially bring other aspects of your supply chain in-house. You don't necessarily need to be in the same area. We, you know, we, we offer all kinds of services and, and integration techniques that, that allow businesses to, to take advantage during these situations. You gotta look at competitors too. Um, Absolutely. It's kind of the saying when, when the tide goes out, we can really see who's who's in their underwear. <laughs> and uh, if you've got yeah, before. if you've got some competitors that are either you know doing something shady or they've been running a bunch of personal expenses through the business or they just haven't been running a tight ship, you know you're gonna you're gonna see the holes in that in that ship's hole right now. And it can potentially, you can potentially buy those ships at a, at a discount right now. Absolutely. So, you know, those are the, the companies that are strong. And as you and I talked about, you know, there tends to be companies falling on the strength and those that are on the, the, the kind of the weak side. And can you talk a little bit about those who are, are really struggling and on the weak side and how they can defend their position and survive? If you're a struggling business, you gotta you gotta lean into the SBA. You gotta try your best to to, to get those things rocking and rolling and those applications in. Uh, I would say you know don't try anything funny with those applications. I've heard from you know four or five different bankers that it's first come first serve and the applications that that make it easy for them. You know so don't try anything fancy. Don't. Um, you know, kind of hedge your bets. Think think about it from their perspective. If if they've got you know a hundred plus applications to process a day for like each banker that's in their office or working from home right now, are are they going to be happy when they see that you know you've got like forty different independent contractors from from different states and you know that they just signed up like four months ago and you know you got to you got to keep it as simple as you can. Some businesses may be like that, but it's going to be tough uh, for a lot of businesses that have a disjointed workforce. Um, another thing is, I hate to say this, but if you're, you're really doing that bad, you got to consider bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is a tool. It's not some, it's not just the bad thing that happens to you on Wheel of Fortune or, you know, in Monopoly. It, it's a tool for you to use. It actually puts a freeze on what your creditors can do to you. And it allows you time to go out to, you know, if you're a widget manufacturer, I guarantee you there are bigger widget manufacturers than you and there are smaller ones than you. 
So if, if you go bankrupt as a widget manufacturer, there are going to be much bigger widget manufacturers that can potentially come in and either, you know, merge with you and guarantee some of those loans and keep your business alive, or they could potentially buy up bloated inventory and equipment that you didn't actually need and really give you some, some leeway with your creditors and your business can open back up. So bankruptcy is a tool for you to use. It's not something that people just come in and say, oh, you're bankrupt. It's something that you do at your choice and it's actually a tool. So use it, you know, use it. What would you recommend to the business owners, maybe the steps to take right now, either A, preparing for bankruptcy or B, trying to avoid bankruptcy? Well, if you're trying to avoid bankruptcy, I'd say you need to, I'd say you need to call an investment banker. You know, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, a mature company, you know, a, a decent size employee base uh, for startups that are, that are looking at bankruptcy. I would just say, you know, reach out to your network and see if anyone knows someone because that, that's just tough. Um, if you are a startup, just do some research and, and look up like bankruptcy as a tool because most, most people don't, when they think bankruptcy, they don't think, oh, gee, this could help me. Um, when you're preparing for bankruptcy, um, usually an investment banker like us uh, would want to be involved, um, but you got to document all your assets, equipment, your expenses, and ideally your, your books need to be very, very clean. And what other kinds of advice would you give? Um, I know you mentioned, you know, selling off bloated inventory and things like that. Are those typical things that you would help with for a client? Absolutely. So that, that part of investment banking is called restructuring. You know, there's companies that are stressed, companies in distress, and companies in bankruptcy. Stressed is what a lot of companies are right now, meaning it's still not likely your best option to do bankruptcy, but you could think about it. Distressed is, you know, bankruptcy is imminent. Um, and then bankruptcy is where we're really trying to minimize losses. It's the, it's the only part of investment banking restructuring is that's about minimizing losses rather than maximizing gains. Gotcha. Gotcha. And say, what if a business decided, Hey, I just want to throw in the towel and sell it all right now. Um, would that be an area that you would advise in as well? Absolutely. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, what you didn't uh, ask is, would it be in the best interest of that business to do so at this time? We would also walk through that analysis with them because there's a difference between being tired and being in a good position where you should sell. We often find, you know, if someone's telling us they want to throw in the towel, there's often a better way to go than just selling the business. Okay. Okay. And so anything else that you'd like to leave our listeners with before we sign off for the day? You know, not really now's the time to help each other. So we're, we're in the same position as you. And that goes for everyone, you know, the managing directors of investment banks, you know, whatever fancy title you want, you know, Goldman Sachs CEO is at his home. He's not in his office. He's, <laughs> he's got, he's got the same, you know, stuff in front of him as you do the same news. Um, 
So, you know, we're all, we're all getting through this together. And I would just say, you know, now's the day of the email and the phone. There's, there's no harm in asking and asking for help. And, you know, the, the more we collaborate and the more we band together on, on these things, the, the better off we'll be. So it's, uh, it's kind of a myth that some of these like top investment banks, like corporate finance associates that, that were the, just like this elitist, you know, organization that, that, you know, we only work with the biggest businesses, you know, that's not true. We, uh, we work with all kinds of businesses, large and small. We're, my motto, at least for my team is, you know, we're, we're either going to get the deal done ourselves or we're going to get you a half step closer in 24 hours. Perfect. Perfect. So Billy, if somebody wants to reach out to you after our podcast, how can they find you? Uh, you can reach me. I'll, you know, go ahead and give all you my cell phone. It's 803-530-4558. And you can reach me via email at bamberg, it's A-M-B-E-R-G, at C-F-A-W.com. It's charliefoxtrotalphawhiskey.com. Billy, thank you so much for your time today. I greatly appreciate it. Appreciate your time too, Denise. Uh, right, thanks and stay safe. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.